Hello, folks, and welcome again to another uh, Spirit of Fire podcast. It has been quite some time since we've done one, and uh, we've got some exciting news. I'm sure that, uh, you know, if you've been hitting up Twitter and Facebook and Halo Waypoints, you've already seen and heard some of this, but we're going to go ahead and go over it again in case you haven't, and uh, maybe get into some of the finer details. What we're going to talk about uh, in this podcast is the Hunt the Truth campaign that uh, 343 has released. Uh, You can find it on Tumblr, and uh, there's some really cool information that has come out of that. Uh, before we get to uh, all of that, there's uh, one little part we want to specifically talk about, and that is the two commercials that uh, were aired yesterday during the uh, the Walking Dead season finale. Uh, the first one was uh, a commercial that had uh, Locke's point of view, and then the second one was the Master Chief. Now, before I go any further, uh, let me introduce you to Zach, my co-host. How you doing, Zach? Doing well. How about yourself? Good, man. Good. It's uh, it's been way too long since we've done this. So, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about these commercials here. Uh, first of all, before we delve into the deeper part of it, uh, what was your thought when you were watching them? What did you think about them? Um, well, actually, I had to uh, I had to stay away from Twitter um, last night because I wasn't actually watching them live. <laughs> oh. Um, but I got them today. Um, I definitely, I definitely like the story line from each trailer, um, and kind of the duality of it, I guess. Okay. Um, there's a lot of symbolism, I feel like in both of them that just watching them once isn't enough to kind of catch everything. Oh, definitely. Um, but I mean, it doesn't like make me like super hyped for Halo 5. It definitely leads me uh, leaves me curious and kind of wanting more of the story just to see kind of where where, where this is all going to take place and unfold. Right. And and I think that's specifically what the intention was for this. They w- didn't really want to give away too much, but uh, this is just a little taste to, to keep people curious because, you know, we, it's not coming out until October. By the way, we did find out because of these for sure. We have confirmation that it's coming out on October 27th, just before Halloween. So, uh you know that's uh, that's pretty cool. Glad to hear that. Um, although I know that it's going to have some uh, competition with other games that are coming out. I think uh, Black Ops Three is coming out then, and uh, I can't remember what else. There was another one I know for sure that was coming out. It's going to be big. So you know it's going to have competition that week. <clears throat> and also um, my girlfriend's birthday. Oh so. uh, well, of course, yeah. Everybody's going to celebrate your girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um, for my uh, my initial viewing of them when I was watching the show. Um, uh, I I was a little perplexed with uh, what they were trying to do there. You know, obviously they were trying to show, uh, they were trying to show two uh, sides of the same coin, um, and uh, I, certainly the graphics looked great. You know, I thought they did a great job there, um, but there were some things for me that seemed out of character for both characters, and that's where we'll we'll get more into the uh, the deeper part of this. Um, the commercials themselves were good. Uh, like you, like you though, I think I feel the same way that it didn't necessarily get me excited, excited for Halo Five, but it certainly uh, captured my interest and you know makes me want to know more. And again, I believe that that's what this Hunt the Truth campaign is all about: is to you know just kind of whet your appetite and keep you coming back for more. And, and that's good advertising, and that's a good way to do it. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they're kind of doing this early because I oh, feel like yeah. for some of the games recently, at least for Halo Four and, and the Master Chief Collection, there hasn't been that much like effort put into like the marketing and hype train you know right right and i feel like this is a good effort by you know microsoft and 343 to kind of start that and put those wheels in motion yeah i'm glad they are starting early yeah that that was a big complaint that we had uh you know uh for halo 4 and whatnot that um you know we just weren't getting anything and uh you know we as fans are always hungry for whatever you know new information we can get so yeah, absolutely. Uh, glad to see it came out before E3, you know, because for sure we'll find out something then. But, uh, yeah, you know, nice for them to start early. And for once, nice that uh, these, other than an image that showed up a couple weeks ago, the actual commercials weren't leaked. Um, you know, I don't mind posting leaks because I know fans like to have them. But it's nice to actually finally see them for the first time without them having being leaked by, you know, like one particular, uh, one person in particular, Shinobi, who's known for, you know, dropping all the, the leaks out there. Uh, you know, it was kind of nice to see this live the first time as it was intended. So yeah, I enjoyed that. Definitely. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, these videos. And for those of you that are listening to this, if you want to kind of follow along, I wrote an article uh, that has uh, screenshot comparisons between the Locke commercial and the Master Chief commercial. So if you go to the website, uh, hellofanforlife.com, and uh, fun, uh, find that uh, article there, if you type in Hunt the Truth, you should be able to find it pretty quickly. Uh, the title of the article is Hunt the Truth, Commercial Screenshot Comparisons and Discussion. And you'll be able to follow along with us as we talk about uh, some of these. Um, the top part of each of the pictures, uh, locks, and then the bottom part of the picture is, uh, Master Chief's commercial. So, um, you know, I'll give you a second, go ahead and just pause this here. And then, uh, when you're ready, unpause it and we'll be waiting for you. Okay. Now that you've, uh, gone and done that, hopefully, uh, let's talk about, uh, these photos here. So the first one that I posted up, uh, shows, uh, you know, a bit of destruction, and uh, Locke is in the top one. He's very small. And then Master Chief's a little bit bigger in there. But it shows just a whole lot of destruction going on. Uh, in, the, uh, in the first pick, you will see that um, obviously it's much lighter uh, for really all of Locke's photos or all, all the screenshots from Locke's commercial. Whereas uh, it's darker and has a, you know, a bit of a, a reddish-yellow tint to the Master Chief commercial ones. Also, just make note quickly, again, of that first photo for, uh, uh, for Locke, you can see in the background uh, there's two moons. Uh, but that's pretty quick. So what was curious with other people was... There are these kind of spiky things. You see what I'm talking about, Zach? Yeah, yeah. Okay. At first, when I saw them, I thought they kind of reminded me of when the Ark rose up out of the ground by, you know, New Mombasa in Halo 3. Mm -hmm. And to me, that seemed like that could have been a memorial for that. Or, or uh, not a memorial, but um, uh, what's it called? Just something to to show the significance of the event. Well, I guess like a say, monument, right? Yeah, a monument. That's better. That's a better way to put it. But you know, then as I watched the videos a couple times over, I realized it wasn't in a circle. It was more kind of like two two lines that kind of culminated into uh, the Ma Master Chief statue that we see later. So I'm not really sure what those are. Do you have an opinion on what those might be? 
Um, well, just from a first glance, they kind of look like Sentinels. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I it it looks like it, in Chief's picture, it's like total destruction, and then like in the first one, it looks like part of it's kind of been carved out, and there's still some like just rubble remaining. Yeah. Oh, another thing to note too uh, on that top pick there uh, with. Uh, with Locke, you'll see in the background, just underneath the moons, you see that kind of curved uh, thing that still looks intact. It has several little dots to it. It's actually a structure. Um, other people uh, noted this one that first came out, and I, I recognized it right away as well. Uh, that actually uh, resembles very closely the concept art that came out uh, several months ago uh, from uh, Sparth uh, uh, of uh, 343. He did a, a concept piece that had uh, a city... And then it had the infinity uh, floating in the air above it. And this looks to be uh, that same city because that particular building that's in the background just underneath the mountains there, um, it, it looks almost exactly like the one that's in the concept art. So, you know, we have good reason to believe it's the same place. All right, let's uh, let's move on then to, uh, to this next photo here. So what we're looking at, and again, I hope you're uh, following this, folks, uh, on, the, uh, on the website because it really makes it a lot easier to uh, understand what we're talking about. Uh, this next photo, you can see that on the top there, Locke is looking up. Um, I happen to catch Chief looking down, although I know he does look up. But they're looking at uh, this um, sculpted uh, statue of uh, Master Chief. It looks like it's in, you know, like some kind of cement or brick or something like that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just thought it was kind of interesting when I watched the, the lock commercial, uh, over and over again, he seems to really, uh, look up to that statue quite often. Um, and I don't know if it's with contempt or not, because if you follow, you know, the, the whole commercial, then, um, at the end there, it just really seems like he wants to get rid of the idea of what master chief is, or at least what he thinks he's become. Um, you know, we'll move on. We'll get to that part in just a second. Um, but again, you see the more gloomy, uh, dirt filled, uh, you know, sky and the smoke and all that in, uh, the master chiefs one, uh, you know, the comparison shot there. So let's, uh, let's look at this next picture and again, follow along. This shows, uh, both of them kind of looking up at the Master Chief statue. Uh, and then you can see that, in fact, those, as you mentioned, like the kind of sentinel-like pieces actually are still there. But they're, they don't form the uh, the round circle like I thought. They're more, uh, like I said, like two lanes that lead right up to the Master Chief. Um, again, you see that the lighting is different. And on the bottom one, you see, again, the moon. And what I took from this... And, you know, I could be stretching it, but I love to uh, to speculate. So that's kind of part of the fun of this. When you see the lock version, it seems to be during the day, everything's brighter. Then when you see the Master Chief version, uh, it's very likely a different part of the day, maybe uh, the beginning of night, and you see the moon there. So I'm thinking, uh, as I mentioned in the article, that uh, it could be that the lock one is... Uh, a representation or the dawn of a new day, you know, because, you know, the, the sky isn't as smoke filled uh, and there's a little bit less destruction in it. Whereas in the chief one, uh, it looks like it could be uh, the end of a day. There's more destruction. And to delve deeper, it seems like this is the dawn 
of Locke's era in Halo and could be the uh, the end for Master Chief. So what do you think there, Zach? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that's a good, like, um, good way to take from the symbolism. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's definitely weird to kind of think about that. Yeah. You know, to not have a Halo game with Chief. I mean, we've had him, but I mean, it's like... Right. Not but but we knew he was going to still story. be there. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, but it's, it definitely, I mean, it makes sense what you say, like with the, you know, the closing of a, closing of the day. Right. Very symbolic. Right. So, you know, honestly, I, I, I still hope to God they keep Master Chief because for me, Master Chief is Halo, you know, and, and just because the timeline means he's getting older, look, he's a super soldier, you know, and he's been a lot of cryo sleep. So it's not like he's completely old here, you know, um, I want them to keep him around, you know. I, I enjoy it, and if you know, you, you know as well as I, we were the Master Chief before they, you know, started giving him his whole backstory and all this. We were Master Chief. We got the opportunity right. to feel like you know we were in the suit, controlling all the action, and you know now that the backstory's been written and they're bringing in all these other characters, uh, we've lost that opportunity to really be the Master Chief now. Um, but that doesn't mean I want to see that character go away. I still want to be able to play as him. All right. So we're going to move on to the next pick here. And it shows uh, the statue from more of a bird's eye view. And there's some stark differences now between these. Not counting the lighting. But if you're looking at it, uh, you can see in the Master Chief version of the commercial that there's a huge chunk of the head that's been blown away. And, uh, and also the shoulder... Uh, has been uh, uh, hit, and part of it is exposed. In fact, it looks like it's uh, some kind of rebar or some kind of a, a metal pipe reinforcement that uh, that keeps the uh, the statue together. So uh, there's a couple of things that I took from this as well, and uh, and that is uh, in the Master Chief one, by a big chunk of that helmet being taken out, does it is it a symbolism for uh, Master Chief maybe having lost his mind? You know because. Uh, you know, he lost Cortana, he's having to deal with all these feelings, and, you know, and it's flooding in, and it could really be playing havoc with his psyche, you know. Um, and then as far as the, the shoulder goes, and I'm probably really stretching this one, but that's okay. Again, it's speculation. Um, it still shows that, you know, even though he's been hit, that he's still strong underneath, you know, showing that that rebar is there, you know, reinforcing it. So what do you think on the symbolism there? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it is kind of true that he has lost part of his mind because, you know, he he no longer has Cortana. Mm-hmm. Since, it's, you know, he was always, that she was always in his helmet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what, like, this might be going a little bit too far, but um, oh, what I kind of get from all on. this, like, but, like these two different trailers, mm-hmm. is that maybe maybe the, the story is going to be similar to... Um, to like Grand Theft Auto Five, where also, you have multiple endings mm-hmm. based on whatever decision you make. Yeah, and that's kind of like Mass Effect too. Yeah, and so maybe there's like a part in the story where you choose either to play as Locke or to play as you know the Master Chief. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, that might be going too far with this. You know, no. getting too ahead of ourselves, I guess. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. Actually, um, I actually tweeted about that earlier today. Um, 
And well, some person, one person, I forget who it was. They were like, "Oh, that you know that can't be. You know, they'll have two different endings, and how will you have Halo Six then? You know, when you have two different endings." Well, here's how I look at it. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be two different endings. They don't have to be completely different. It's just that if you play as Locke, you're playing the story from one point of view. And then if you play as Chief, you're playing it from a different point of view. So, you know, like, for instance, if you and I, you know, um, well, here, when you came up for the land last year, mm-hmm. now... You talk to your friends about the land, and your story may have very similar elements to my stories of the land, but they're still going to be different because you experience them in a, a little bit different way. Right. You know. Right. Um, whereas, you know, in, in my case, I was the host. I had a lot of planning I had to do, and and you know, so my experience for the land certainly, I, I think, was definitely different than everybody else's. So, in this, you know, in this regard. Um, the story is generally still the same, and the outcome doesn't have to be different. It's just because you're seeing it from one different viewpoint from another, uh, you could, you know, view it as being different, or you can see how each character uh, um, takes it as, as a different meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So yeah. you know, I, I still see it. I. I still believe that this is going to kind of be like Halo 2, where we'll get to play both characters. Uh, you know how, you know, before in Halo 2, we got to play as Chief, and then we got to play as the Arbiter. I right. think that this may be similar to that, and not necessarily two different uh, stories, but you never know. Maybe it could be a decision-based thing. That would be, you know, very different for a, a Halo campaign, um, but I wouldn't mind. I would actually kind of welcome that because, uh, you know, for myself, I enjoyed playing Mass Effect, and that was all based on, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the decisions you made. And, you know, you, you mentioned in Grand Theft Auto V, um, you know, I'm sure that would have similar, uh, uh, you know, details as well with that. Right, right. All right, let's, uh, well, the next one here now, this is this is quite interesting. So the photo that we're looking at now shows the two different HUDs for uh, the top one again being, th- uh, I almost said Thorn, <laughs> of uh, Locke, and the bottom one being uh, Master Chief. And there are several things that you can notice uh, about them. I mean, obviously the HUDs are different, but there's particular points um, that made me really think about this. Okay, uh, one, and again, I saw plenty of people tweeting about this uh, last night, so I won't take credit on finding this one. Uh, but in the upper right-hand corner on Locke's HUD, you see a BR, but in the video or the commercial, he's holding a DMR. So... Maybe that was just a little gaff, you know, and they didn't catch that. Uh, and actually, that's what I think it is. You know, it's I don't think there's any real meaning behind that, you know. Eh. Plus, plus his reticle is like a DMR reticle, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reticles don't look too different uh, between them because, uh, I mean, you, they look like a circle within a circle. You right, know? right. Uh, and, and the Master Chiefs, he has an AR. Okay. So here's a couple of the, the differences that I noticed right away, though. There are more of the bullets used from Locke's gun as opposed to Master Chief's. He's got plenty of, uh, well, not plenty, but he's got a lot more AR ammo left. Okay, and then you look, and Locke only has one grenade left. Chief has three grenades left. Uh, As well, when you look at the shields for Locke, his are at half full, whereas Chief looks to be about three-quarters full for shields. And then you notice the health. For for Locke, he's down to what is equivalent to probably, you know, 
one or one bar or maybe uh you know a third of his full health whereas chief is you know past he's into the third bar he's like halfway into the third bar for his health um so the symbolism there for me is that um chief was kicking ass you know that you know Locke had to expend more ammo you know he had to throw more grenades at chief and he's hurting more even though he became the victor in his commercial um he you know he's hurting more than if you look at master chief where master chief is the victor he's got much more shielding you know more of his health and more of his ammo left as well as the grenades so uh i don't know that's what i saw in that what do you think well it's interesting um so is that i didn't play i didn't get to play the uh the halo 5 beta um but was there like health in addition to shields in the multiplayer yeah beta Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and as well, I didn't realize, but he's got more than two grenades. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, usually in Halo 4, you only had two, right? If I'm thinking correctly. Well, yeah, and yes. Uh, well, you could have multiple, um, uh, you know, like frag grenades. Um, right. Usually, so, I think you could only carry... Was it one or two uh, pulse grenades? I can't remember. But, um, yeah, you, but, you usually only had one type unless you were able to pick up somebody else's one. But, yeah, it's only one type. Yeah, but that that's what that kind of um, – that's what I noticed at first is he has three frag grenades. Right. Um, and, and apart from that, it's just like I'm kind of curious why they – like their shields didn't recharge. Uh-huh. Because both of them were walking quite some time and not getting shot. Yeah. I mean that might just be like something that they just didn't catch, but or or it could kinda... be just maybe the shield, you know, mechanism was damaged enough that it didn't fully recharge. Who knows? You know, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that was quite interesting, though. Um, you know, I still like the HUD from Chief's point of view. <laughs> yeah, just because I'm more used to that and that curvature that's in Locke's HUD. You know, that might throw me off a little bit, you know, to start. But, uh, you know, we'll get to see hopefully soon enough. Yeah. All right. So uh, this next one's a a little interesting. What we're looking at here is uh, that the fact that there's a magnum on each one of their hip. And uh, and all they do is open up their hand and the magnum demagnetizes from the hip armor and immediately, you know, basically jumps into the hand, into their hand. So, you know, what's that? Do they actually have some kind of a, you know, magnetizing, demagnetizing thing going on there? You know, we've never really seen this before. So it's quite interesting. And the fact that Master Chief has this, uh, did he always have this? Or is it that he finally had his armor upgraded, so now he has this, this ability too? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I definitely thought it was cool when I saw it in the trailer, like how quickly it like detached and he was able to like grab it. Right. Um, I definitely, you know, I don't know how much that's going to play into like other uh, other portions of the game, but it's right. it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was interesting. I just wanted to post that up too, just to show you know, just to show that. I just thought it was pretty interesting. All right. Uh, oh. Before before I go forward too, yeah, I'll just make mention. Uh, when you're watching the Master Chief version, if you look at the chest armor, he does not have 
the bullet pock marks that he has, you know, that he's had for some time. Even though 343 changed the armor in Halo 4, he still had those gashes in the armor. And, of course, we know about that from Halo 3 in his original Mark VI armor, that he had those, you know, those marks on him uh, in the chest armor. But in this video, in this commercial, it's not there. So does that then mean that uh, he did finally get a new piece of chest armor? I mean, we do see them taking it off on the Infinity at the end of Halo 4. So, you know, you would think that he probably did have it replaced by that point. Um, otherwise, that was just another little detail they might have missed. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's quite possible. I mean, I don't know why he would have the same armor for so long. Right, right. I mean, if he's going to be on a ship, he's not just going to stay in his armor. Right. <laughs> who knows? Right, so, okay, so the next one now, we see kind of a mid-range shot of, uh, of Master Chief, uh, shot down, and, uh, and Locke as well. And one thing, and, and again, I could be reaching on this as well, but one thing that I saw was that Chief uh, is leaning to the right. Now, when you're looking at the picture, it looks like he's leaning to the left, but from his perspective, he's leaning to the right, and Locke is, you know, leaning much more to the left, so... Does that mean that Chief is right, or is he is he correct in his uh, in his point of view? You know, maybe there's some significance to them leaning one way or the other. I don't know. Um, certainly doesn't mean Republican and Democrat lean you know, right and left. But, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it does. I don't know. But um, you know, I, I just you know I look for all those little things and, and just you know I'm curious about it. Um, you know, if, if there's any significance to that. Do you take anything from that at all? Um, not really. I mean, I think I think the, these two particular shots are probably the most um, visually stunning of each. Just right. like with, you know, just seeing Chief like totally weak. Yeah, you, know? you never like, see him like that. No, and it's like something that you wouldn't picture him being in a situation like that. Right. Um, but we don't really know. I mean, I don't really know much about Locke at this point. Right. Um, so it's a little less disturbing there. Right. But, I mean, it's definitely, I feel like in the first one, you kind of see more of the statue, mm -hmm. like in the background. Yeah. But I'm not really sure what, uh, you know, what sort of symbolism this could be. But that's, that's a pretty good theory that you have, though. <laughs> all right. So, all right. We'll move on to the next one here. And we're, we're almost done with these photos here. And then we'll talk about some other stuff. But, uh. Uh, so the next one shows Locke standing over Master Chief with a magnum in hand and, uh, and the same uh, similar stance you see uh, Master Chief with the magnum in hand pointing it at, uh, at Locke. So there's a couple things about this. Okay. Again, as you mentioned, we don't really know a ton about Locke. You know, we, we, know, uh, we know him from Nightfall, but that was before he was a Spartan and when he was just Oni. Um, so we don't really know a whole lot about his character. Um, working for Oni, you know, he's obviously going to be secretive. Uh, there's probably things, you know, that we'll never learn about him. Um, from what I saw of him in Nightfall, I would say that this is not necessarily out of character for him. Um, but for Chief... Uh, I think it's very out of character for Chief. Uh, the one thing I thought was interesting is, you know, both of them drop their their rifles. You know, you, uh, Locke drops his DMR, Master Chief drops his AR. But why would they do that and and pick and, and get the Magnum instead? So my thought on this is, 
they wanted to make uh, the final shot more personal, you know, um, you know, it could be that, you know, Locke's been hunting chief down for so long and whatever this thing of, you know, master chief supposedly betraying, uh, humanity or the UNSC, whichever it is, uh, that, you know, Locke wanted to really make it personal by, you know, shooting him with his own pistol as opposed to, you know, a BR, which he could, or a DMR rather, which he could have done from range, you know, uh, and master chief, again, I find it very out of character for him to uh, to pull his magnum out like that and make a, a, a last shot with that, as opposed to just finishing lock off with the AR. But there's a couple of things why uh, he might have uh, done that. You know why Master Chief might have pulled the pistol out uh, instead of using his rifle. And uh, what I thought of this was, well, we know that he's gone AWOL, and we know that from uh, the comic books that are out there, the Dark Horse comic book, uh, Halo Escalation. Uh, basically has said as much that he's gone AWOL and, you know, we've seen it through other venues. Um, but in his being AWOL, what has he done during that time? Is he trying to find a way to somehow get Cortana back? Has he found Halsey? Um, and if there is a betrayal, you know, Halsey right now is with Jewel and Dama, who's the leader of that one faction of the Covenant that we fought against in Halo 4. And he's basically trying to bring the Covenant, you know, back up to where it was. Um, if Chief found Halsey and found that she was with Jewel and Dama, would he, would he side with them because he wants to protect Halsey? Again, I find that very unlike Chief, but because he's, you know, he, maybe he's, again, he's trying to get Cortana back. He really needs Halsey. So he kind of has to play along with things until he's able to get Halsey to be able to get Cortana back. Um, you know, losing Cortana, again, for him, as we mentioned, you know, it, that was a big, uh, a big thing for him. It was an emotional you know, thing and really hit his psyche hard. And he needs that kind of thing back again. And because of all the decades of training he had and being, you know, plucked from his parents as a six-year-old, um, he really never experienced, you know, uh, these kind of emotions or the social aspect of, of being human. So he's really, you know, lost what he was starting to get or what he had with Cortana. He lost all that and he doesn't really know how to function. So, you know, possibly finding Halsey, um, this is a way for him to get that back. Um, so, him yeah, pulling, really good. Yeah, yeah, him pulling this magnum on uh, on Locke, could it mean then that possibly Locke kills Halsey? And for Chief, that means, one, he's never going to get Cortana back. And two, he's essentially lost what is his mother. You know, Halsey represents a figurehead of his mother because that's who, you know, that's who he learned things from and she's the one that created the Spartan program. And, you know, for, you know, a decade and a half, at least before they really got into the field or at least a decade, you know, she was always there and she was like the mother figure to all the Spartans. In fact, if you remember back in reach, um, that point where uh noble team, uh, is in the base there, uh, Halsey's behind, you know, a, a big panel and, you know, they're talking with her and George speaks up and he calls her mom. Well, you'd have to believe probably, you know, uh, 
a good portion of the Spartans probably thought of her in the same way as well, at least over time, maybe not initially because they knew, you know, they were ripped away from their parents, but over time she became that to them. So you'd have to think kind of the same thing for Master Chief. He considers her mom. And if Locke possibly kills Halsey, then, you know, obviously, you know, Chief's going to have some, some grudge against him. So that's why he would pull out the, the pistol and make it personal. What do you think? I think that's pretty spot on to be honest. I mean, that's like the only that's like the only thing that they could like classify him as a traitor yeah. if he like cuz you know he's hunting for Halsey to save Cortana. And like you said since she's, you know, sided with the covenant, he most likely if he's with Halsey, he's going to be labeled as a traitor. Right. Um yeah, it's definitely spot on. I feel, and and I like in this picture um, with the with Locke and you know uh, Master Chief, the the plaque on the on the statue says "Duty and Honor Above All," right? Which is really symbolic. I feel. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I still think that even with the emotional shakeup that uh, the Chief had at the end of Halo Four, that he is still you know the honorable honorable uh, soldier that he's always been. Um, and for him to kind of, you know, take something personal, it would really have to be something extremely important to him. And at this point, you know, losing all hope of getting Cortana back and Halsey possibly being killed, that would be, that could, to me, that's the only thing that I could think of that would really drive him over the edge. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know what else. I mean, it, it, it could also be like, you know, he's been following everyone else's orders mm-hmm. for most of his life. And that's all he knows. And now this search to, you know, revive Cortana is like his own personal mission, you know? Right. Right. So this last pick now, it shows, uh, the damage done to chief and then the damage done to Locke. And if you look the, uh, there's a big hole, uh, in, in both their armors in the chest. And that's a, approximately where the heart would be, you know, shooting all the way through the armor. So you have to think, you know, that's the kill shot. Um, and neither of them, neither of their versions where they're shot speak back. So, you know, uh, are they dead? You know, um, I just thought it was kind of, you know, I mean, that was pretty powerful image there, you know, uh, chiefs, left shoulder is, uh, he's got some armor that's been, um, you know, destroyed, uh, still, you know, a little bit, uh, scorched. Uh, whereas Locke has, uh, his, uh, left thruster has been hit. Um, you know, I just thought, you know, oh man, you know, I, I don't, I really don't want to see master chief die. I don't want to see him die like that. You know, should he go out in a blaze of glory? Yeah, but I'm not ready for him to do that yet. Yeah. It, it, it just seems like such like not even an honorable death. It just seems like yeah. an execution, you know, exactly That's basically what it is. Exactly. And I, if master chief were to die, I, I feel like it would have to be something where like he was going down with the ship or, right. you know, he, or he's taken on just a huge horde of covenant that even he couldn't get past it. Right. You know, right. Something, something honorable where he like saves mankind, you know, mm-hmm. Like that would be that would be cool, but like this, just it just seems like an execution, which yeah. is just kind of jarring to me. Yeah, yeah, and I think would be unnecessary. And 
Oh, I would be, I would be, you know, within the realm of Halo, I'd be devastated because I don't think he deserves that. Yeah, uh, I don't either. So let me just look over here. Um, okay, so some of the things I wrote about after that, um, you know, does Chief know initially that Locke is coming after him? Uh, you know, we know that uh, the Arbiter has found out that Locke is hunting Chief down because they had that meeting aboard the Lich in that one, uh, in the one video. Um, so could the Arbiter have somehow alerted Chief to, uh, to this happening? So, you know, that whenever Chief saw another Spartan, uh, he immediately had to think defense, you know, and, you know, and wouldn't, uh, wouldn't even give him a chance to, to talk it out. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this does play out in Halo 5. I mean, do they, you know, with, with Locke hunting them down, uh, with Chief being AWOL, are they both more prone to uh, shooting it out before trying to talk it out? I mean, Spartans aren't necessarily known for, uh, you know, their, uh, uh, their, their, oh, what's the right word I want to, uh, the, diplomacy. They're not known for that, you know. They're not known for being able to talk their way out of situations. You know, it's, you know, with Chief, you know, his is, I thought I'd shoot my way out, you know, right, try right. something different. I thought I'd shoot. So, you know, it's, uh, it, I'm really curious to know if he knows that he's being hunted down. Uh, and then he's, he's prepared then for that. Uh, maybe. Yeah. So maybe he knows that going after Halsey means that, you know, it's most likely his, his death and he'll be labeled as a traitor, but yeah. to him, it's worth it. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you know, the guy saved humanity how many times over now? I, I think they should allow him to uh, to look for Halsey, you know? Jeez. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, don't, I just can't see how he could be labeled a traitor, you know? Um, I mean, it's going to have to be something very serious, you know, like planetary or, or, you know, galactic scale for him to betray because, you know, I mean, if, if he, somehow he brought the, the covenant to that world, um, and then, you know, the covenant destroyed that world. I mean, you know, that, that's pretty bad, but I just don't see him doing it. It's just, it's not something of his nature, even with the, the issues that he's had emotionally. It just, it, you know, he's had decades of training and battlefield experience, you know, and he can be very focused that it, that's just not master chief, you know? And that's why, you know, when they keep saying hunt the truth, that's why I'm looking at it. I'm hunting the truth from that aspect that there's no way that Master Chief could be a traitor on such a, a large scale, you know, uh, that, that that's how he's thought. I mean, you know, a little betrayal maybe, you know, but nothing to the point where, you know, how he's kind of being portrayed now. Right. I just, you know, I just really don't get it. Um, I made a note here in this article that uh, could it be that maybe he found the flood again and accidentally released them. Uh, and you know, that could be one reason why they would think he'd be a traitor, even though he, he probably didn't mean it. Um, could it be that he, and if, uh, okay. Could it be that he found mendicant bias? And if you recall, um, back in, uh, what was it? The, I think it was the 2012 E3 trailer. Maybe it's, maybe it was 13. I can't remember, yeah, but there was that was 13. Yeah. There was that trailer where they showed him, you know, he had that cloak on and, uh, and then the cloak was partially blown off of him. And you see this big forerunner structure of some kind, something come out of the sand. And I had, you know, I had said that that could possibly be, be uh, mendicant bias. And could it be then that if he found him mendicant bias, uh, 
what we know of him, what we know of Menachem and Bias uh, being in the sand was that he was put there by the didact and that he was basically left with only the thought of atonement, which is atoning for um, being the, uh, the, the, the forerunner uh, construct that brought the flood to uh, the forerunner homeworld and basically caused the forerunners to have no choice but to fire the halo ray. Um, so if Chief found Mendick and Bias now, um, could that time for atonement be over with? And could Mendick and Bias be looking for some kind of retribution now? Uh, or could, you know, if he sides with Chief, uh, and maybe he sees a fault in humanity, like he saw a fault in the forerunners, uh, you know, there's just, there's a lot of ways that this could twist and turn. So what do you think there? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious because from that, from that initial trailer, you kind of think that he, that Mendick and Bias would be a part of the, part of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, from this, it kind of like, at least from the most recent stuff and the whole lock and Oni and it just doesn't seem that like we might see him in uh-huh. this game. Uh, we might, uh-huh. but it doesn't kind of seem like they've stuck with that kind of storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be that they're just holding some of those things back, you know, we'll, we'll right. see. So, right. so regardless, uh, you know, the two, the two commercials, uh, definitely parallel each other. Um, I can see uh, Locks being more uh, of the truth just because we don't know much about him, and I can see Locke uh, potentially executing Chief. Uh, it would be extremely out of character for Chief to do that. But again, uh, you know, for what he's had to face recently, uh, maybe he's changed. All I know is, like you said as well, uh, it keeps us questioning and, questioning and keeps us uh, looking for more. You have any more thoughts on those? No, I mean, I definitely, I definitely like the side by side comparison. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, I watched it um, over over my lunch break today, uh-huh. um, and it was definitely, I definitely got to watch them, um, you know, post up some articles. But this is this kind of nice going back through it and the side by side, just mm-hmm. you know, notating the differences and kind of making some mental notes as kind of what stands out and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, there's all those little things there that, uh, you know, unless you're really trying to look for them, you could miss a lot of those kind of things, you know, because each, uh, each commercial was, you know, what is about a minute and a half each. They were not too, not too long after that. Right. Um, so, you know, me again, I, I really like to speculate. So, uh, you know, if I'm a little too far off on one side, hey, that's okay. Right now, none of us really know except for those are three, four, three. So we can go as far out as we want to with it. You know, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> so more along this hunt the truth campaign, three four three released a new uh, episode of uh, the Benjamin Gerard uh, Benjamin Gerard um, reports. Um, there was actually one that was labeled as episode zero, um, and it, it's a little bit more about him. Whereas this one that was just released released is episode one, a hairline fracture. And you definitely need to listen to this. Uh, at the beginning of it, I picked up on something right away that was like, no, that's wrong. But by, you know, by two thirds of the way or so into it, um, you realize that um, that was intentional. And what I'm specifically talking about, you've listened to this, Zach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> specifically, what I'm mentioning is, and if you haven't listened to it, by the way, folks, 
go ahead back onto my uh, onto the blog and listen to uh, that episode of Hairline Fracture. And uh, you know, we'll wait for you while you do that. Pause it and come back. And we're back. <laughs> uh, hopefully, again, you've went and listened to it. Uh, but the part that I'm talking about here is where one of his teachers uh, remembers him and remembers him uh, coming to, um, was it wrestling, I believe it was, that he wanted to uh, he wanted to fight, or maybe it was boxing. He yeah, wanted it was to, boxing. Okay, he wanted to, to fight against the high school students. And, you know, the teacher references, references John as being 12 years old. Well, hold up a second. You know, that's wrong. Uh, we know the truth being that Chief was abducted when he was six years old and that he was replaced by a clone. We also know that, at, at least up till this point, up until this particular episode, uh, all along we've known that these clones died within a few weeks, maybe a month or so, you know, and not much longer after that. All of a sudden, here's something different that says that his clone lasted for six years. Now, that's very odd. You know, could it be, and I mentioned this in the article, could it be that even his clone was that superior that, uh, you know, the clone could last for six years? Um, it's really... Uh, Possibly. You know, that that's... Yeah, it's just real strange, you know. Why would his be the only clone to last? Of course, he's Master Chief, so that's why. But, you know, why would uh, why would his clone last for six years like that? Um, uh, by the way, uh, this Benjamin Gerard, um, I have nicknamed him Benji because Benjamin, Ben, and then Gerard, even though it starts with a G, it's Gerard, which is G-I. So I look at Benji, you know, even though it's J-I, I think it's, it's a quick, easy way to refer to the reporter. And I hope it kind of catches on. Uh, when I was a little kid, there were a series of movies called Benji, but they were from this little scruffy dog. So I'm not making any correlation there, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, so Benji is, uh, is, um, doing research and he finds, uh, one of chief's, um, schoolmates, you know, this, this girl that he was a schoolmate of, uh, when he was a kid and, you know, they talk a little bit and, uh, they met, she mentions about, uh, going into a field and just looking up in the stars and we come to find out that she's Ellie. Uh, and there's a reference to her as well. Uh, um, within Halo itself. So if you're familiar uh, with that character, then this would have clicked with you. So the thing is this, that she didn't know that, you know, he was replaced at six years old. She thought that, you know, well, he lived up till 12 at least. And then, you know, he either died or disappeared. They haven't really said, they kind of just made mention, you know, like the teacher saying that he didn't come around anymore. So, you know, is it that he died then? And maybe will they reveal that or, you know, he just disappeared. Um, but, um, when Benji tells uh, Ellie that um, that he became the Master Chief, she's like, "Oh my God, really?" You know. And now, what I took from that is, at this point, when he when Benji is interviewing um, the Master Chief, is already well into his forties, and this being a schoolmate of him of his, and pretty much the same age, and you know, she would be into her forties as well. When you listen to this video clip, though, she does not sound like a mature woman in her 40s. No, not at all. She sounds, sounds like, like, at least like 20s or something. Yeah, yeah. And so that didn't quite fit in. I don't know, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I, he was not 
doing this, this report was, you know, quote unquote current. It wasn't 20 years ago. So, you know, uh, I don't know if maybe that's just something 343 missed or, you know, I mean, how could that really be deliberate that she really sounded young? You know, yeah. I mean, maybe there are 40 year olds, you know, 45 year olds that sound young, but I'm 45 and I don't think I sound young. <laughs> I, you know, I think I sound mature, but right, not young. Right. You know, yeah, no, it definitely like didn't sound like someone who is 40 would, would talk. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what's kind of interesting is that when, she, like, they were talking about the laying in the grass, uh-huh. do you remember the, like, first Halo 3, like, trailer from E3? You know, I, I can't remember that. I, I saw you post about that, and for the life of me, I tried to remember that, and I couldn't. I didn't look up uh, the video or anything either uh, in between here and then, so I couldn't remember it. So please, enlighten so it 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 starts with two. I don't, it it looks like two boys, but I, I, you it, like you can't really tell from the sound of their voices because obviously two young children sound very like, similar. Yeah, yeah. And so they're laying in the grass in the field, looking up at the stars. And then they say, or, or, or one of the kids goes, "Do you think that there's you know someone out there watching us as we're watching them?" And then um, the the, uh, the friend is like, no, that's crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you hear this scream and then you see the camera cuts. Hello? Hello? Well, we... Sorry. Oh, okay, that was weird. We see the, the camera cuts and then just nothing. Oh, was that done for dramatic effect? Because <laughs> you had me going. Button here. <laughs> um, but anyway, you see his his helmet on the ground in the same setting. And then all of a sudden it lightens up and then you see master chief running through that field before he runs off that cliff into that mess of covenant. Okay. I remember that part of it. Yes. So when she said laying in the grass, staring up at the stars, it's immediately what I thought of. Right. And so I had to watch it again just to make sure. And sure enough, it was in there. Right. So that's, that's, that's the first thing that I caught. Right. You know, and, and I do, I do like that they are weaving a lot of what's happened before into the stories. Now, um, we'll, we'll come to another part of that, that I thought was kind of important too. And it's part of the hunt truth, uh, uh, Tumblr page too. But, um, what else, uh, did you take from the, uh, from the, uh, the episode there, the, the report? Well, what's, what's kind of interesting is that um, just like as a whole, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to like the serial podcast. No, I haven't. From NPR. So basically what it is in this, this first, this first episode or this first season of serial podcast was about a, um, a murder case basically. Okay. And this, this, you know, not to give away too many spoilers, but this, this young kid was convicted of this murder with not a whole lot of evidence, it was quite circumstantial. So the way this kind of sounds, sounds very similar to Serial. Like it was a story that had already happened. Mm-hmm. But through like these different episodes, there's a different way to tell that story. Okay. So that's kind of what that like this reminded me of. And, you know, the whole hunt the truth thing. 
it kind of makes me think that there's already this story out there about Master Chief mm-hmm. and, you know, what he did or, you know, <clears throat> who he is. And this reporter is trying to find out who he really is you right. know, and what he really did. Right, right. So that's kind of the biggest thing I took from it. I mean, it was it was, it was kind of cool um, to, like, you know, kind of get that people who knew him, but it wasn't really him growing up, you know? Right. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And then it was just kind of awkward to hear like, Oh really? He's the master chief. No way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good, good. Uh, man, now you make me want to check out this, uh, this serial thing. It, it's really <laughs> good. I mean, at first I wasn't too keen on it when everybody else was listening to it. Um, but then I, and then I got, to it and it was it was really fantastic storytelling cool yeah. by the way the the voice for uh uh benjamin gerard um uh you're familiar with uh i think it's uh key and peel yes yes yeah. so he is oh gosh which one is he i i'm not sure key, i think I th- oh god yeah, i'm gonna I think be it's key yeah. Uh, yeah if i'm wrong folks apologies on that one but uh um, yeah, I've, I've watched, uh, a couple of their things and they're, they're pretty funny. Yeah, um, but, uh, t- but to hear him now in, in this more, much more serious tone, uh, is quite different. I would have never recognized it as him, uh, if he, you know, if it hadn't been revealed that he was the one behind that voice. So, you know, it was very different. Okay. Let's, um, the, yeah. Anything more to, that you want to say about that particular episode? Cause we got something else I want to discuss here with on, tr- on the truth. No, I'm just uh, just okay. really looking forward to more episodes, and I hope they hope they kind of keep up with it. And oh. It doesn't turn into a Spartan Ops season two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Well, okay, I agree with you. <laughs> I like Spartan Ops, but I, I get it. I get it. Okay, so there was um, just a few days ago. There was another thing that was posted uh, again on the Hunt the Truth Tumblr site that. Um, uh, has a graphic that is uh, a message from Michael Sullivan to this Benjamin Gerard. So if you read through it, you know, it's okay, whatever, you know, if you don't think anything of it, you'll totally miss this a big correlation here. Michael Sullivan is the Sully, the same kid that was in the Forward Unto Dawn miniseries. And, you know, he was known as Sully back then. Nobody really called him Michael. And if you recall, in that series, he was able to hack into the videos. And he saw, you know, what was, you know, uh, he saw a Spartan. He didn't know. they None of them knew that that's what they were. But he saw this happen, you know. Um, he, you know, brought his classmates in. And right away, you know, a lot of us fans were saying, oh, he's going to be Oni someday. He's going to be Oni, you know. Sure enough. Fast forward all those years, and he's a commander with Oni. So I thought it was really cool that, um, you know, well, we fans kind of got a, our wish, or or that at least we got it right, uh, and that they were able to weave him back into the story in that respect. You know, we already know Lasky's story. You know, you know Chief saves Lasky and Sullivan or, as well. Um, you know, so we've got that part of the picture, and now Sullivan's kind of back in here as well. Will we see him in Halo 5? Probably not. This will probably be just like one of the only things we'll hear about him. Um, you know, but who knows? Yeah, I, I, I totally missed this post. Uh-huh. So this is the first time I've seen it, but um, it's kind of cool to see just a casual, seems like a casual conversation, right. or a casual email. 
Right. Like, hey, pal, you know, whatever. Yep, yep. But, well, the fact that, that Ben has worked for uh, for them before, um, you know, now I'm curious to know, well, well, what other things has he done, you know? I mean, obviously, he's been a Battlefield reporter. We know that. Um, and then with Sully, you know, saying, uh, you know, well, this isn't for, uh, you know, camera work, basically, that, you know, it's for, um, you know, it's all interviews. So this is interesting that, that Sully... Uh, would kind of get this thing going. Uh, could it be that because, you know, because he met the Master Chief under that situation that, that he doesn't feel he's a traitor either and he really wants the uh, the true story told of Master Chief? You know, I could see that. I definitely could see that. Um, you know, and yeah. with... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and, is, and like what kind of time timeline are we looking at here? Is this Is this like series and story like... After Halo Five has taken place, no, or I, I I think before? this is before. I think okay. this is before. Um, you know, so this is between four and five, possibly, so to speak. Okay. It possibly, maybe some of it might have been between three and four as well. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything yet that said specifically like what year it is, um, right. but. You know, I would have to think definitely between three and five, possibly between just four and five. But, uh, you know, hopefully we'll find out more about that. But, um, you know, I, I, again, I just like the fact that, um, you know, they're weaving in some of these other characters that, you know, I mean, unless you unless you watch Ford Under Dawn a lot and continue to do so, you probably forgot about you know, Sully at this point, you might remember his name, but you wouldn't have made this connection. So I'm glad to see that, you know, that they're doing that and bringing up some of these characters of old. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just really hoping like as a whole, like this doesn't take away too much from anybody's time from developing the game. True. Very (laughs) true. Cause if the game comes out and it's not like, if it's another, like, you know, master chief collection launch, (laughs) Yeah. And people are going to be like, well, why'd you waste all this time on Hunt the Truth when you could have just been working on the game? Right, right. But, but I mean, if they're doing all this stuff, you got to believe that they're like close to being finished or just, yeah. you know, putting the finishing touches on things. Certainly hope so. Certainly hope so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we don't need another um, bad launch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <clears throat> okay, so is there anything else that you want to talk about with Hunt the Truth? Otherwise, we can move on to something else that's pretty cool for Halo. No, I think that's uh, I think that's about it. Okay, all right. Well, the next thing then that we do want to discuss, and this will be like the last thing uh, that we'll discuss here because we've been going on for I don't know about an hour or so now. Has it been? Yeah, it's just just under an hour now. Yeah. So. This one cool piece of information came out a few days ago as well, that there will be a Halo online for the PC. And I know that that's got to be exciting for uh, for folks to have a PC. I have a Mac. Uh, I know I can get emulators and all that, but I, I, I don't want to go through all that. But um, right now, it's labeled as free-to-play. Uh, it's in beta testing in Russia only. Now, I thought that was strange. Um, that it would be Russia and it wouldn't be uh, in the United States. When I thought about it a little bit more, though, I thought, you know, I can kind of see why they did that because, you know, with the United States being obviously the biggest audience or, you know, the biggest fan base, 
if they release this uh, as an open beta, then I I would venture to guess a lot of people that are playing the Master Chief Collection would completely bolt over to the PC version just to check it out. So by kind of keeping this closed and within Russia itself, um, I think they're able to get the data that they want uh, and still have uh, some population in the Master Chief Collection. What do you think? Right. Yeah, no, um, it's also it's also um, worth noting that in Russia and even um, China, the free-to-play kind of play-to-win um, model is really popular. Right, right. Like in Russia especially. So I think that's where – that's kind of why they decided to do this. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean it's it's interesting that – it's just the whole model is very interesting. Yeah. Now, there, there is a video uh, that shows – um, a lot of the aspects of this, uh, there's, uh, uh, IGN did a rewind theater, uh, video on this that goes through the, uh, the different parts of the video and we won't go through the whole thing. Uh, but what, uh, what I thought was interesting was that there is uh, a lot of customization, um, mm-hmm. not just with the armor, but with the weapons as well. And that is very different for Halo. Um, it does exist, of course, in other FPS games, but uh, it it doesn't exist in Halo. And a big reason why is that people, you know, longtime fans, competitive, you know, pro players, they want to keep Halo the way it is. Mm-hmm. So by putting this out on the PC, especially being beta and especially being only in Russia, uh, kind of keeps you know, it keeps those folks away, you know, uh, whoever they are, American, British, any other European country away from that, you know, that part of it and, uh, and allows three, four, three to test out these different aspects, uh, without pissing off a lot of the other fans, you know, right. um, personally for me, uh, I like the idea of, you know, well, plenty of customizable armor. Uh, the guns would be get something to get used to. Um, I don't know. See, I see there being an issue with being weapons balance. Um, exactly. You know, weapons balance would be a huge issue uh, when it comes to matchmaking. If matchmaking isn't done right, then you could be matched up with somebody who is just much further along and has much better weapons, you know, and you could just get torn down. And if that happens, I could see a lot of people moving away from the game. So there's a lot that they'll have to do, I think, to convince at least the hardcore halo audience um and those that prefer halo to, to keep its general mechanics you know its basic mechanics uh, intact they'll, they'll have to do a lot of convincing to make them uh switch over to something like that i mean we saw we saw that really enough in halo 4 with mm-hmm. uh you know the weapons drops and that kind of thing you know that wasn't uh that wasn't extremely popular no not at all and it's it's kind of cool. I mean, the the announcement trailer it actually looks cool. Like it's absolutely would be something. If I could, I would probably try to get my hands on. Um, and yeah. I I like the fact that you know this this company that's kind of developing it they they are using the Halo Three engine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of the visuals and kind of mechanics are going to seem similar, but um, right. There's also sprint. And, yes. You know, I didn't see any other abilities in the trailer. Um, I only saw like a sprint meter. Um, Not to say that there isn't, but yeah. 
Right. And, and like you said, balancing might be an issue. But, I mean, the good thing about PC is that, you know, having it be on PC, you're open to more, um, like, a modding community and, like, yes. customization. That's what I was uh, thinking. Yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, if, if there's, like, a specific, you know, community that wants to apply their own set of, like, mechanics or, you know, rules or you know, customization to it, they can do that and use it for their specific, you know, specific purpose. Right. Which is, which is really interesting. Yeah. There could be a lot of stuff that could come from that. Uh, one thing that, uh, drew my interest, uh, was the maps that were shown, um, you know, updated graphics, uh, for some of them, uh, in the case of avalanche, it wasn't snow covered at all. And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't forerunner. It was, you know, more of a, like a desert landscape and it was uh, UNSC. And I really liked it. It looked cool. I mean, I yeah, wanted to play cool. it, you know, uh, you know, all, all the other game mechanics aside, I really wanted to check it out. There was a guy that did um, post uh, a, a review of that map. Uh, unfortunately he didn't go inside the bases cause I really wanted to see what the bases looked like inside, you know, um, I remember, of course, what they looked like uh, in Halo 3, you know, in that version. Um, but, uh, you know, I would think there would be a lot more they could do with that in uh, in this PC version. But, yeah, uh, what was the other one? Uh, there was Turf, and I think there was a third map. And then there were some just custom maps as well. Man, some of those custom maps look really cool. Some elements that we haven't seen, uh, you know, in, in maps before. So, yeah. I, I, I've kind of been like browsing forums and things like that, and I've, I've seen some people say like this seems like um, something that three four three and whoever like this company that's developing it was like, let's just try everything that we've always wanted to try in yes. this, right? You know, and see what see people what sticks. respond to, right? Right. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the same thing. Now, going back to what you were saying earlier about Hunt the Truth, and I think it applies here. As long as they're developing Halo 5, you know, to the best of their ability. But, you know, if, again, if Halo 5 has some hiccups or bad launch, there's going to be some uh, some talk about it. You know, well, why are you doing this PC game? Why did you do all this other campaigning for this Hunt the Truth thing when... The main focus should be on your your game, you know. Right. Um, I mean, it kind of seems like they're they've just licensed it and then kind of given them the platform that they need. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of seems all the kind of hands on that they've done with it. Right. Um, who knows how what the truth in that is, but right. that's what it kind of seems like to me. Now, now here's here's a question then. Okay, so we know that 343 did a lot of farming out of the development. You know, they they were still trying to get themselves together as a company, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, uh, well, with the Master Chief Collection, by that point they were already, you know, their own established company, but they were trying to get all these games to work together, and they farmed out work, and it didn't quite work out the way they wanted it to. Now, mm-hmm. here's a question. From what we've seen from this video, looks pretty darn cool. Um what if all of a sudden this developer of the PC game comes out with a Halo game that's a huge hit? Right. Oh my God! What's that going to say for three four three then? You know, yeah. they farmed out a, another company to do a Halo game, and if it becomes a bigger, you know, a, more of a hit and a better 
Halo game them with three four threes done, ooh, that could be a huge backfire on them. Yeah, I agree. You I know? mean, maybe it takes a fresh set of eyes. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. You know. So I had some questions then after I watched all this, and um, you give me your input on input on these two. Okay, so uh, the question there is when will it be available worldwide? Um, and again, I think that it certainly would be, would be a travesty if it was only available in Russia. Uh, another question is, um, uh, are those customization options, uh, something that is indicative of what might be coming to Halo 5 Guardians? And then the last question is, uh, will there be a version of this Halo Online game on the Xbox? Mm. Um, you know, so... That's, you know, those are the, the questions I had. Uh, a, a little smaller one is, you know, yes, it's said it's free to play, but you have to think if it becomes popular, uh, Microsoft's known for wanting to get paid, wanting, wanting their money. So mm-hmm. might they switch this up to being, you know, uh, a pay to play? Or could it be that they're going to introduce microtransactions where if you want to, you know, upgrade your guns, then you would, you know, you can do it faster by microtransactions. So what do you think, man? What do you think about some of these things? Well, I mean, as far as the microtransactions, I mean, in most of the screenshots there is, there's, it's it's strange. Like, it doesn't make sense to me, but it's like there's, like, pieces that you can rent for, like, an hour yeah, or 24 hours. And, yeah, I saw that. And I don't know if it's like, it, it looks like that you can get, like, these coins. Okay. And then... <clears throat> From there, you can use that to buy upgrades, but you can use real money if you want to. Hmm. Um, so it does kind of seem like free yeah. to play. And I know there's going to be some aspects of like, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. I don't quite understand it. Yeah. Um, this Halo game is definitely a whole other animal, you know, when it comes yeah. to that then. Because, you know, we haven't had microtransactions. Uh, we haven't had free to play, you know, and then all these customization options, you know, all that we've had like this has not been in Halo yet. I mean, parts of them have been, but not all of this kind of stuff thrown in. Um, you mentioned about the renting thing. I thought that was interesting uh, that, you know, you could rent, uh, I guess, a weapon or an upgrade and see if you like it. And then if you do, then you could purchase it, whether it be through in-game currency or for real money. Um you know, and then to only have it for like an hour or so, you know, I guess, I mean, you better play the hell out of that yeah. you know, to see if you really like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if this will ever make it out of Russia. Mm. Um, I don't know if, you know, the closed beta, they're going to keep it closed. And then after that say, okay, thanks. We've got enough, all that we need. Yeah. Um, I hope not for those people, but you know, who really knows? Yeah. Um, I just think that, you know, for all of the effort that that it looks like that's been put into this game, that, again, it would just be, it would practically be criminal not to bring this out worldwide then. Um, yeah. How popular would it be? You know, I don't think it would be popular, as as popular with the hardcore fans that want the vanilla settings. Mm-hmm. You know, that, no. Uh, but for those that are looking for... Um, new challenges, uh, a new way to play the game, and still have it be in the Halo universe. Absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, if I had a PC, I know I would I would want to play this game at least for a while to see if I really like it. But from what I've seen, at least in the couple of videos, uh, there's a lot of it that I uh, that I do like. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I could see myself uh, getting this game. Um, there supposedly is a way to get that uh, out of Russia. Like I said, the one the one guy that I watched, uh, I think he was either British or Irish. Uh, mm-hmm. He wasn't in Russia when he was playing it. He was at home. Yeah, and, and there's a way you can you manipulate can, the client to yeah, let so you, that you can download it. So, yeah, I'm not going to post that because you know I, I'm sure there's probably some legal issues there. Um, all I'll say is that if if you folks out there want to try and do that, that's on you. The, the information is out there, uh, but uh, again, I, I don't want to get into the legal trouble there. So you're gonna have to find it for yourselves. <laughs> hunt, hunt the truth. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you'll find it. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, uh, people have been asking for Halo on PC since Halo 3 came out. Like, oh, are yeah. you gonna, Because they had Halo 1 on PC. They had Halo 2 on PC. Yep. And then Halo 3 was the, you know, the first one in the series that wasn't on PC. And since then, they've kind of left the PC gaming community kind of by the wayside with Halo. Right. And so people, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, I know, I, I know for a while Microsoft was very adamant about not ever porting, like porting Halo Three or you know another another title to uh, PC. But I feel like this is kind of a way of them to kind of test that marketplace, right? I mean, the data is out there for them to see how popular the PC gaming is. But I think this is kind of a way for them to test the waters for a Halo PC gaming experience in a place where this kind of model is popular. Right, right. And and this is kind of like you know our, uh, the Halo Three PC then you know, again, uh, although it's got elements certainly from right. uh, from Reach and from Halo Four in there too. You know, so it's not wholly Halo Three, even though they're working off that engine. Right. I mean, if they released Halo 3 on PC with working matchmaking, I would probably play Halo 3 PC for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that were the case, man, I would definitely, you know, I would definitely want to try and find out how to mod because there's some things I'd love to do uh, with some of the maps that were in there, you know, and a lot of weird things that you could forge. But exactly, you know, but all right. Well, so that's it for that. If you don't have anything else on Halo Online, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I I just was kind of, it was kind of weird. Like I saw this pop up, you know, on my feed the day it happened and there was no like warning. It was just like, oh, this thing is here. Yeah. And then later in the day, 343 was like, yep, it's a thing. Because a lot of people were like, well, is this legit? Like this kind of doesn't look, you know, legitimate. It looks kind of janky. And then. Waypoint confirmed it, so it was kind of like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know. And from there, the you know, I guess the hype train started rolling, and the closed beta came out, and you know, there's a bunch of videos and content. So, I mean, it was kind of exciting to see to see that kind of build up to that, and then you know, see all the content. But yeah, definitely should be interesting. Well, you know, we've got uh, we've got several months to go before Halo Five comes out. Uh, Maybe in that time, Halo Online will come out. We don't know. But uh, there are certainly many interesting things ahead for Halo. Uh, we've got E3 coming up. Uh, all the summer conventions will you know, reveal more information. So, uh, 
you know, certainly folks stay tuned. We'll, uh, we'll look to have our, our podcast more frequently now, uh, especially since, uh, you know, things are starting to ramp up for the next game. Um, Zach, if you want to say, uh, and if you're, your final thoughts or uh, anything that you want to uh, to plug, you know, your website or whatever? Yeah, for sure. Um, as far as final thoughts, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm excited to get back into the swing of things a little bit here. Kind of had to take a little break and, you know, finally got my Xbox One now. So Yes, and, and how did you get that? So, um, you know, I've kind of been, not, not to dig too, uh, too long into the story, but... I've kind of been kind of strapped for money for a while, you know. Okay. Um, I know how it is. <laughs> yeah. My job wasn't paying very well, uh, but I finally got a new job um, working with Cars.com now. And um, so anyway, I've been kind of saving up for this, and I finally got my tax return. And, you know, my girlfriend was like, you should wait till your birthday. And, you know, that was a month away. So I was like, okay, I guess, you know, I can wait another month. Uh-huh. So um, I had ordered a coat. And when when I came home, my girlfriend was like, oh, your coat arrived. And and this was on this past Friday. Okay. So that would be <clears throat> the 27th, right? I think, yeah. So anyway, yes. so I, I came home. She was like, your coat's on your desk. And I saw it there, and it was in a box. And it looked like, you know, that was the box it came in. So I picked it up, and underneath it was the... Master Chief Collection Edition Xbox One. Uh-huh. And so she got it as a present for my birthday. She she roped in a couple of my friends, and they all chipped in money and bought me this Xbox One. Very nice, man. Very, very nice. So long story <laughs> short, she's a keeper. Oh, yeah. For sure. Definitely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get back in the swing of things. Um, you know, come check me out. On the HaloRay.com, Twitter forward slash HaloRay. Um, hopefully, I'll be streaming here in the next few weeks, um, and then making. That's also the HaloRay. Yes, Twitch.tv forward slash the HaloRay. And then YouTube it doesn't have much on it yet, um, but it's YouTube.com forward slash the HaloRay. But the O is a zero. Okay. So, but I'll have it up on the website as well. So, don't worry. Very about good. That. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, for myself, of course, you folks know that, uh, you know, the blog is halofanforlife.com. There's a Facebook uh, fan page that's the same. Uh, And, of course, I'm on Twitter. And um, I hope that you'll uh, you'll check those all of those out. You know, if you're not on Twitter yet, why? Uh, But go ahead and get on Twitter there because as soon as I post an article on the blog, I immediately post it on Twitter. Uh, and then I have my Facebook linked to Twitter. So uh, as soon as it goes up on Twitter, it's immediately posted on Facebook. So, you know, whether you're checking the blog or you're on Twitter or on Facebook, you'll be able to get that news right away uh, from uh, halofanforlife.com. Uh, we are looking forward to a lot more great things to come uh, later this year. In the meantime, I've enjoyed talking about this Hunt the Truth campaign and uh, and Halo Online. And uh, I guess that's about it. So, uh Signing off here for Zach, Uh, this is Sal, and, uh, well, I guess we are out of here.